Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's going to be a wild ride on the crazy train. That's the... uh, This is, this is, this is, no, help me out here. Midwestern? Midwestern Shooter Supplies, cutting edge outdoors. I'm on top of my game today. Yeah, you're you're the conductor today. Yeah. <laughs> We're going off the rails. <laughs> We're already yeah. off the rails. We're way off yeah. the rails. That crazy guy is John Lunge Lehman. Over there is Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Newbauer, and we got Greg on the boards today. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Tom. You know, we, I just you know in that promo it says presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. All you know, it's funny. All summer long, when I go out the side of my house. Sit down, have a smoke. I, I've never been bothered by mosquitoes, right? No mosquitoes around. Until the other night. I'm sitting out there, and they're attacking me. They're all over. The, I mean, there was about, I don't know, a dozen of them. And it's like, I haven't seen a mosquito all year, and all of a sudden, here they are. It's I like, know, I thought they're supposed to be going away now. Well, Tom, a dozen isn't exactly a swarm well, of mosquitoes. So, well, you know, you, when you're talking, to me it is. Hundreds of them. <laughs> hundreds of them. Maybe you felt 12 at the same time. But, yeah. but it is interesting. I was telling a friend that I probably went for close to, I don't know, probably I've gone 10 years at least without even using so much as yeah. any repellent anywhere ever. Yeah, I I rarely, if ever, now I I got like eighteen bottles and yeah, I got I I don't know where I got all this repellent I from don't know Coleman. I, well, no, actually, I think I collected it in my younger years. Like okay. some kids collected, you know, oh, like yeah, uh, yeah. baseball cards. I must have collected yeah. insect repellent because I got bottles. Yeah, but then the one time that you need it, of course <laughs> it, you, don't you don't have, have any it. with you. Yeah. but I did put some on. I took I went uh, went out hunting last week. Out and shoot some squirrels uh, opening weekend mm-hmm. and uh, managed to plug a couple. But let me tell you, the they were bad. You know what I think it was? I think it was all that rain oh, that were... we've been having, all that rain, and I think they were just multiplying with that. And, and I don't try and coat myself with it because I don't like to get too much of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got DEET in it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I, I put a little bit around my face and ears, and, and but they still find a way to just get right into a spot on your forehead where you don't have Oh, it. yeah, of course. Make you nuts a little bit. So, yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I did uh, break out the old Coleman, and it did work well. But hopefully uh, it's going to get cold now, and I think we'll probably be— uh, And they'll go away. They'll be going away pretty Yeah, soon. well, Coleman makes, you know, different kinds. They got it with the deed or they got it without, you know, that— uh, whatever they use that other yeah, they stuff, have, you know, they, they got, got different. A number and, and there's, you know, like yeah, different ones. Scented, unscented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how about people swear by those coils where you mm-hmm. fire up those coils? Mm-hmm. Have you ever used them in your backyard? Never had to. Okay, I, but I talked to some guys who swear that those work. In fact, goose hunting, one of the guys fired up one of these. I don't know if you call it a coil or whatever, yeah. but he fired up something, and they claim that those really work. Coleman also makes this thing that emits a sound or something. Have you seen that thing? A sound? Yeah, it's some kind of, it emits a sound and it keeps the mosquitoes away. But we sell a ton of those. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I it mean, it makes a sound. I, and I guess it works. What yeah. What kind of a sound does it scare I, well, a, a sound away? that mosquitoes doesn't like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it one of those sounds that's in, imperceptible to the human? It, yeah, ear? we can't hear it. Yeah. Only yeah. a mosquito or well, a dog. Whatever. Yeah. Could hear that sound. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But anyway. Is it they, like those deer whistles? Remember yeah. The deer oh yeah. No, I still. Yeah, I still see those on cars every now and then. They still sell those. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know if they do, but they probably do. Wasn't that shown to be a big scam? It didn't. It. Some people said it worked, and mo, and a lot of people said it didn't. They hit them anyway. <laughs> see, <laughs> the, I, the deer came running out no matter what. I thought everybody, you know, that that was like a big deal at first. Everybody. I remember when it was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, truck so. drivers, everybody else. Everybody had to have deer whistles. Now, was that a sound? We couldn't hear that one either. That Correct. That was another one of those Correct. imperceptible sounds. Correct. I would think that the deer would get habituated. They'd get used to it after yeah. a while. You know what yeah. I mean? They get yeah. used to hearing the sound of the car. They get used to hearing the deer whistle. Yeah. It's just like with fish. You know, when you're when you're on a busy lake, you know that's got a lot of motor traffic. They get acclimated to that. They, I mean, it, it it's it's just normal. You know, I mean, so yeah. you're driving around in uh, you know a little bit shallower water. They're they're used to it. Yet there are some people, Tom, that say that uh, the the fish get conditioned by the trolling motors, and those can spook them. That they uh, yeah that the bass get. Uh, yeah, that and so they go into stealth mode where they don't want to use their trolling motor because yeah. somehow they asso- the bass start associating that with, with danger. You yeah, know, with a guy who's in a fancy boat dressed like a NASCAR <laughs> star, about ready to hey, use hey, their job. Yeah, I got a question. What's with all these bass and musky anglers? They're they're all wearing these uh, this headgear where their face <laughs> is all covered up. You, have you seen that? Have you noticed oh, that? Oh, those cloths? Yeah, their their face and necks and everything's all covered up. I mean, a, a guys down south where it, it'll be 100 degrees and they're wearing these things, you know. I've been seeing a lot on, the, like, the Bass Tours, you know, the Elite Series and BASS and all that. That They're all wearing this stuff now. It's a, it's a big deal. I, I don't know. Well, it's probably to protect from the sun. From yeah. the sun, yeah. But you know, years he, ago we never had that. I mean, and we didn't. Wow. I mean, yeah. nothing ever happened. We didn't have bikes when we rode our. I mean, bikes. We didn't have helmets <laughs> when we rode our bikes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't need them. <laughs> didn't need them. You know, protect. Wow, sh- protect, protect. We. <laughs> You get fell down. You rubbed a little dirt on it. You yeah, walked it you off. Yeah, you didn't wear sunscreen. You just got one after the first good burn and yeah. peel. Then you tan good. Exactly. Remember that, everybody. Exactly. After I burn good, I got to yeah. get one good burn, and then after yep. that peels, That's I just fine. tan great for the year. You know, it's funny. I, I, I don't think I've ever used sunscreen, really, 
ever, like on my arms or face or things like that. When I do go, though, these last number of years or whatever, how long it's been, I do put it on, on the tops of my knees because when you're wearing shorts, it seems like it gets right on the top of that knee area. You know, you get burnt there, right there. You must have a, <laughs> must have a big knee there, John. Well, no, I mean, you're wearing shorts, and if you're sitting down, I've never you know, burned the tops of my knees. Yeah, the, you know, that well, part, right? This part, it's it's really above the knee. It's not the rounded part. It's right those, on. You know, I got those big quads, you know, in front, you know, muscular no. quads from squatting well, 500 pounds. Well, that's not going to burn so if my you're knees sitting are down. In the shade. Well, huh? see, yeah, I think your quad, aren't they, isn't that below your knee? No, the quad is above, <laughs> above your knee. Above the knee? Sure. I still well, don't think that. There's a guy who failed anatomy I, and physiology yeah, definitely. back in 11th grade. Definitely. I never, every part of a fish. I never, yeah, I never took the anatomy of humans. No, no way. Hey, do you ever try eating, uh, everybody fish. says that uh, northern pike roe is good to eat. You fry it up with butter, put a little flour on it, fry it up in butter. You ever try it? I have. I, I'm not stupid enough I, to fall I, for that. I one. I did. It's not very good. <laughs> oh, it was any. You cooked it wrong. I I must have because John, it wasn't very John, good. John, the man who can. John eat, probably ate it, right? He eat or cook anything. Tell us, John. How do you make roll that's good? Yeah. Well, just rinse it off. Get the salt off. Yeah. Rinse it out. <clears throat> so let that rinse for a while. That's it. Take it out. Dry it on a cloth, mm -hmm. dip it in uh, flour. You can do an egg soak. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, put it in the flour or just take it right, right from over there. Get the flour. Yeah. Christ, they're not staying in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then do you fry it in butter? Ah, anything you want. Yeah. Well, yeah, with that, I, olive oil is probably more heart healthy. Yes, guys. I, I tried it. Yeah, but butter tastes and so good. And then you good. put a bunch of salt on it. I mean, like I oh, said, I tried. I tried it, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't taste good. Well, so. I got news for you. I have never, nor shall I ever try eating, eating fish, eggs. fish eggs. Well, caviar is good. You know, I'll cook squirrel. I like that. What's that? I like caviar. I don't want any caviar either. <laughs> you can keep that. Keep that expensive. I don't care how much it costs. Keep your caviar. I, I think it's just uh, you might as well just eat a, uh, you know, a thimble full Where of salt. Where the heck did you ever get caviar, John? He never bought his own caviar. He must have got it free at some wedding or something. <laughs> <laughs> the only caviar you ever got was free. I know for a fact that you have never purchased any yourself ever. Free. Oh God. You know, after our first break, I got to tell you, I was, I was when I was out fishing this week. My son Chris did something that was, uh, oh, he thought it was something new and unique and whatever. He was trying to prove a point, but it's something I taught him a long time ago. Trying so. to prove a point to the old man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell you about that after the break, though. When we come back. Yeah. Yeah. It also, right? uh, yeah. I, I another thing, uh, I've got some information on how yeah. to be happy. Oh, yep, I got seven <laughs> tips. Well, that's good. We need be that. Happy. We need that. Yep. The happier you are, the longer and, you'll live. And I'm going to explain why those who hunt and fish, why we are the happiest people in the world. All right. Well, we'll hear Bushy and all that and more when we come back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. What time is it, Greg? About 6, 6.13? All right. We'll be right back. 
Well, I never been to Spain, but I kinda like the music. See, the ladies are insane there, and they sure know how to use it. They don't abuse it, never gonna lose it. Welcome back to the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. This is the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us. I'm uh, Dan Bush, wealthy landowner from Douglas County, along with John Lunge Lehman in camo next to me. I can't even see him. Tommy the True Newbauer, the bass fisherman extraordinaire. Uh, Greg, uh, he's a good bowler. <laughs> so uh, wh- what the? You might no. I'll tell you the walleye thing in a second. But you go ahead. What's our what? What's going to make us happy? Well, Danny? here's the thing, guys. What's you know, going to make I, us happy? I've been thinking about life a lot. You know, I've been started. You know, doing some meditation, lighting candles, stuff like that. <laughs> Had a few seances. <laughs> That's after he's had a few. A few yeah, it's yeah, yeah. uh, all candles. I pray to the great. All, all I, incense. I, 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 I shoot a fox squirrel and I cut the tail off. Then I I pray to the great squirrel god. You know, I, I kind of brush my face with the tail, dip it in blood. Oh, okay. But anyway, they're talking. There's a new science. You know, just you know, leave it to science to solve all the problems. They probably got a government grant though. All the problems it. in the world. No, there's a new type of science. It's called the science of happiness, Tom. All right. The science of happiness. I, 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 I kid you not. Uh, and it's so. Anyway, I've, I got onto this. I was looking through the uh, newspaper, and they're advertising some event where somebody's, some college professor is going to come and talk to, about the science of happiness. Uh, but the, I'm sure they're happy because people are paying money to hear them come up with some new theory. You know, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be a happy guy if I could travel the world and. Talk about my great, whatever mm-hmm. um, program I have to make everybody happy—the greatest next revelation. But anyway, I looked it up online, and yes, it's a new—it's a new, you know, science—the scientific method they're using that to help us solve all human woes. So there's seven things that they recommend, and in looking at it, I now understand why hunters and fishermen are so happy, mm-hmm. and those that don't have these great, you know, hobbies. Uh, are, are miserable. So here, number one, it says uh, relationships. And it talks about having positive... Re- now, you don't have to have a ton of friends, but having some relationships and uh, people that you do things that you enjoy. Well, think about hunting and fishing buddies. Mm-hmm. How many times does a guy have some of your best times and some of my best friends are the guys that you can get together and go blast some geese yeah. with yeah. and sit and tell stories. Uh, number two, uh, acts of kindness, those that do spend their time trying to help out other people and do other things. Look at all the fishing clubs. They, they do Make-A-Wish. They do mm-hmm. lots of things helping, you know. So I think most of the people in the sport uh, try and give back. The other one, it says uh, exercise and well-being, taking care of yourself. Sorry, Tom, that's the one out of the seven you're missing there, big stud. Um, and uh, the fourth one, <clears throat> again, fishing, hunting. Flow. What's flow, you may ask? Well, flow is when you dedicate yourself to trying to reach a goal 
or you are involved in a challenge acti- challenging activity suited to your skill set. Kind of like deer hunting or musky fishing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, because it's a challenge. You're focused on it. Mm-hmm. you got a goal, but it's suited to your skill set. And you achieve a, a, a joyful state called flow. So now I realized I'm in that joyful state called flow. Uh, the other <laughs> The other one doesn't she do commercials? The other yeah. one, the other one is uh, flow, flow, yeah, flow. And then see, I'm in a good flow. I'm meditating. I'm flowing. Spiritual. The other one is spiritual. No, sorry, Tom. That's where you fall out too. That no, that's all in. That's all in fishing and hunting. No, we're talking real spiritual, like no, that know, is, altar boy spiritual. No, spiritual. When you go in, your mom made you go to church. When you go into the woods, or you're on a lake, okay, that that is like God's church. You pray. You if pray there's one, one, of course, there's one or oh, more yeah. gathered together in yeah. my name. That's right. But it's just there. I am in the middle of. Yeah. It's no. Just, yeah, I do pray. Squirrel, you know man. the funny thing. Huh? It's not one or more when I'm in the woods. It's me and the squirrels. Yeah. I'm all by myself. Well, that's one or more. But you are right. You know what? It is a time to pray and meditate. Yeah, sometimes. I do pray, and I know that some of my prayers, the answer is no. Probably most <laughs> of them. Um, but actually, they say all prayers are, are answered. We just yeah. don't always get the answer we want. That's right. Okay, uh, here's the other one. Um, learning, the sixth one, knowing what your strengths and virtues are and using them for more than just personal goals. So uh-huh. I guess that would go along with trying to help and work, you know, with others. And another one, positive mindset. Uh-huh. And showing gratitude. Gratitude they really mentioned. In other words, the people that have the most gratitude and are grateful and thankful for the things they have tend to be the ones that suffer less from depression and so forth. Mm-hmm. So looking at this, I thought, you know what? People that are into a good hobbies like hunting and fishing, I think we do kind of uh, embrace a lot of these principles. We get right in that flow. I, You know, I had a friend of mine. <laughs> we were out this year, and we were in the boat. He goes, you know, I don't know, don't know what I'd do if I wasn't hunting and fishing. He says, I think I'd be the most miserable person in the world. He says, I just love doing this. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, and I guess other people have other hobbies. They golf, they whatever. Whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I can't think of anything greater than, uh, or that I thank my dad for, who's passed away more than anything, is the fact that he handed down the love for hunting and fishing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now i got to find a way to make money where I can start traveling the country giving seminars on the science of happiness. And, <laughs> and that'll make me even happier. Oh, goodness. Go with that flow. Yeah. Um, this last week, when I was out fishing with my oldest son, Chris. Now, years ago, you know, I, I taught all the kids that, you know, if you want to find walleyes on a lake that has walleyes, you go out to the weed line. And, and on northern lakes where you got dark water, it might be only a six or eight foot weed line edge, you know. Uh, out on, I was out on, went on a Conemawak Lake. It was like 18 feet of water where the weed line edge was. Right. So, he, he goes out. First, we were cast along the shoreline, and then he says, okay, Dad, he says, I got to catch one of them south. It's a joke among us, a southeastern Wisconsin walleye. He brought some crawlers in the cooler with him. Okay. So he's got a rod with a 16-ounce jig on because I always say go as light as you can get away with, okay? And the weight of the jig is not dependent upon the depth of the water. It's the Mainly, the number one thing is the wind. Okay, that's number one. 
the you might in a heavier wind you got to use a heavier jig otherwise you get that big bow in the line and it blows the you know lifts the jig up actually right. so so it, it it is a little bit depth of the water too but you know 18 feet of water 16 pounds jig just takes a little bit longer to get there but it's better to go as light as you can well anyway so he puts a half a crawler on it which is all you really need is a half a crawler and uh get out he's watching the locator gets out on the edge drops it straight down on the side of the boat and he's just going along real slow with the electric motor just working it real gently you know jigging it just real gently we're going along real and gently. with within with, gently, right? within 2 minutes or less all of a sudden he says uh there we go and he sets i see him set the hook his rod's bent over he reels up 15 16 inch walleye <laughs> I mean, just like that. And he says, and he unhooks and he says, yeah, that's pretty nice. But out there, the limit is 18 inches. Right. He looks at it and says, yeah, that's nice. He throws it in, puts the rod away, puts the crawlers away. He says, and I says, aren't we going to fish for walleyes now? He says, no, I just wanted to show you I could do it. <laughs> that was it, I thought. And then, of course, I call him a smart A. Uh, <laughs> you little, you know. Well, you taught him well. You little huh? turd. <laughs> you, taught him, you taught him well. How about bass? But I wanted to keep fishing for him. You know, it's like heck. I'll I'll grab a rod and I'll put a sixteen pound jig on too, and I let's, let's fish for them. Yeah, let's fish for them. Why waste the crawlers? Yeah. Well, he's gonna use them for something else. Oh, oh, he he used that same uh, rig. We found these bluegills because we were catching a few bass here and there. Right. And then uh, we saw the bluegills in deep water, so he drops that jig down with a half yep. a crawler. Yep. Man, did we catch some big bluegills? He yeah. caught he he his biggest one was nine and a half inches, a legit nine and a half inches. Every bluegill we caught was over eight inches, like eight and a quarter, wow. eight and a half, nine, nine and a quarter, and the biggest one nine and a half. Every one was over eight inches. I mean, these were, we didn't get a lot of them, but man, I'll tell you, they were killers. They were nice, and they were sucking up that sixteen ounce jig and that half a crawler, no problem, no problem. So did you keep them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kept a handful of them. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We love eating those. As a matter of fact, I, on the gut report this morning, uh, after the six thirty break, I've got a. I I did an experiment on because we had a big fish fry at the house on Saturday, and uh, so I I made an experiment and it worked great. And so I'm going to share it with oh, everybody. Oh, we got a. A fish fry. We got recipe. an actual recipe this week. Joey. <laughs> the gut report actually has a recipe. That's other right. Than, uh, what was last? Rather than uh, uh, a freezing tip, what you can what, freeze and what you, you can't freeze, freeze. Butter or something. I yeah, forget all kinds what your of stuff. Was. Yeah, oh, on yeah. what you can freeze and what you can't freeze. Like you can freeze venison. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. folks, if you could just see Great Bushy looking down, shaking look, his head. Great cut report to look forward to, my friends. Did you but, catch any bass? Yes, we did. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, big bass. Smallmouth and largemouth. Nah, the biggest one was like 18 inches, which is a nice fish. Don't get me wrong. Okay. That was the biggest one. Uh, I think the biggest smallie, uh, I, well, my son caught the biggest largemouth. That was like 18 inches. I had a smallie that was about. I didn't measure it, but I'd say 16, 17 inches, okay. which is nice, you know, but no monsters that day, no monsters. But, you know, we caught a fair amount. And, and oh, we caught into this one spot. It was back in the corner in a bay, right? Water is no more than two feet deep. Okay. There were bass under these docks. They were all over the place in shallow water, under the docks, under the boat lifts. I mean, we'd be coming up, and you could see them. And we'd be skipping those, uh, uh, what do you call it, those uh, chompers, garlicky, you know, yeah. wacky worms, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're skipping those under there, and they're just 
eaten them up. I mean, this one little part of this bay, I mean, it wasn't the whole bay, not all the docks. It was just the certain three. They were just loaded in there for some reason. I I associate fall bass with deep water. No, no. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. So you can still get now, I mean, yourself. later on in the fall, yes, you I guess can find it's still them. Still early, deep. though. Yeah, it's, it's still oh, it's warm. still early. It's yeah, like summer really. I think the water temperature is still around seventy. You know, so give or take a degree well, or technically two. Technically, Thursday, I guess, was our first day of fall. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. Even pays attention. No, to when no, those dates are not really. Well, listen, folks, it's uh, six thirty-one or six thirty, six thirty-one, something like that. Where you got to do uh, a commercial break, and when we come back, we're gonna have the gut report. And then, right after the 6.45 break, we're going to be playing Hornschwaggle to win yourself a really nice prize. So stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V Marchese Produce and Discount Liquor. Well, this last week, we had a family fish fry, and I tried an experiment. Now, we like dunking our... Uh, fish our our fillets into uh, you know an egg and a milk wash and then put them in cracker meal, and then fry them. Okay, and if you want to put different seasonings, you put different seasonings on. But we also like this stuff called, and I'm sure you guys have heard of it called Legendary Northwoods. It's a fish coating where you really don't have to use the egg and the milk wash because it supposedly has the egg in the milk. Well, not supposedly it does. It has egg and milk already in the flour. Okay. And then all you have to do is get the, the, the filet wet and then dip, dip it into the uh, uh, legendary Northwoods and then fry it. Well, we like them both, okay? So what I did was I took a bag of the legendary <laughs> Northwoods, dumped it in this thing I have for, you know, coating, and then I took a box of cracker meal. I mixed them to, the two together, all right? And the legendary Northwoods always got already has spices. So I took the legendary Northwoods, you know, half of that and half of the other of the cracker meal. Put them together, you know, mix them up. I dipped the fish into the egg and milk wash and then put it in that coating. Turned out perfect. We had the spices from the legendary Northwoods, and then we had the, the little, that little bit of crunch from the cracker meal. My son said, what did you do to this? What, this is a little, this is different. What did you do? And I told him, and he said, that's a great idea. I'm doing that for, well, for his girlfriend's relatives <laughs> next time he has to cook them something. But it worked out great. Now, I'm wondering if this would also work with like something like shore lunch, you know, go half and half, cracker meal and shore lunch, uh, or any other coating that's out there, the Gary Roach stuff or whatever. But for us, it was, I mean, we've been using this legendary Northwoods, and they're not a sponsor or anything. It's just that we like it, you know. So, just went half and half, and it turned out great. John used to sell it at Smokies. They used to yeah, they used the to North have Woods it. Yeah, batter. Yeah. In fact, I think I got a batch from Lowy. I've used it up since yeah. that time. Where do they sell it now? Well, uh, boy, I don't know. You can't go to your average grocery store. I, you know, you just gotta add, call around, ask the different outdoor stores. They might have it at grocery stores. I don't know if they do or not, but you know, you'd have to just call around and see who's got it. I know we had some at Sherpers. But I, I bought it all, <laughs> so I, maybe I should order some more and get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tom orders it at cost and then buys it all. <laughs> 
Sharpers in 500 cases. No, Nobody no. in the history of Sharpers has ever bought fish batter there. No, actually, no. I I but bought. Tom, I had enough for the store, you know, and so there are a couple bags there. So. Okay. Anyway, the gut report was brought to you by V March Easy Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V March Easy Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarcheesy.com and by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st in Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. You know, before when I was talking about the walleyes with the light jigs and a half a crawler, I'll tell you, you know, you got to, people got to remember that, you know, everybody thinks of walleye fishing as nighttime fishing, right? Right. You got to go at night for walleyes. But all the walleye tournaments around, you know, the upper Midwest, they're all during the day. They're not at night. And these guys are hauling in, men and women are hauling in lots of walleyes during the day. And I'll tell you, there's a number of different techniques to use them. Yes, jigging a minnow, jigging a crawler, jigging a leech, you know, yes, that all works. But also spinner rigs. You know, you get some type of bottom bouncer. You get a spinner rig. A bottom bouncer is nothing more than a than a weight. It looks like the uh, a number seven. Yeah. So that you got a weight, and then you got a a, a thin piece of uh, uh, like a coat hanger that you can touch the bottom with, and then off the short part of the seven, you tie on your spinner rig. You know, which is about three feet long, roughly. Right. Two and a half, three feet, and and you you know put a crawler on there, and and really uh, you can use your outboard, but it really you use your electric motor and just go along slowly with that as long as those blades are spinning and you get on that deep water weed line edge, the deep weed line edge, and you just go along slowly and the fish will let you know when they're there. For oh my goodness, will they let you know because they hammer it pretty good. But you know the the cool thing on our area lakes that have walleyes is that you won't just catch walleyes. Yeah, I mean, you'll catch bass. You'll, catch you'll get everything. you'll get bit off by a northern or a muskie. You'll, as a matter of fact, that one guy on Pewaukee Lake caught a caught a really nice muskie while he was fishing for walleyes. You know, with a spinner rig. I forget who that was. was that you, Danny, or was that a big smallie? I, I, I oh, remember I one a, time oh, years yeah. ago. I had a kid out. Yeah, I remember and, this story. Uh, I, I was trolling crawler harnesses. Yeah, he, I might even put gulp on for instead yeah. of a night crawler. And he caught a he caught a big small big smallie yeah because twenty inches yeah you never know what you're gonna Five catch when you smallie. have it on there eight year old kid and yeah. on a light little ultralight rod yeah. let me tell you did oh. they give a bad oh yeah came jumping out without of the a water. doubt yeah and and I've even caught garfish on <laughs> those those darn gars but uh, yeah I'll tell you folks if if you if you have never tried it I mean it it's easy to do. You know, uh, and, and even if you just use, let's say, a, a jig and a half a crawler or a jig and a minnow, if you just go along those outside weed lines, like I said, when you're in darker water, though, those weed lines aren't that deep. In clearer water, they're deeper. And uh, places like Oconomowoc Lake, I mean, heck, you'll find walleyes down in 25 feet of water even, you know. And on Pewaukee now, you know, they're on those weed line edges. You know, they're out there. And there's more and more of them due to walleyes for tomorrow and what they've been doing. Oh, which reminds me. What? Um, we should talk about it. You know, the Three Charlies tournament that's oh. run out of Smokies. That's coming up in a month. And Have uh, they set a date for that yet? Yes. And Ron Ron Heidenreich said he's going to call us and tell us about it. But they were out stocking the muskies. Because every year at the Three Charlies tournament, what they do is right. they keep a portion of the entry fees to buy 
Uh, the growth, uh, what do they call extended those? Growth. Extended growth muskies that are like 12 inches long, roughly right. some of them 14, right. you know. And they stock them. So they buy 150 muskies every year to stock out in the lake. And they put them in, they take them out in the boats and they put them in different areas of the lake. And so they were out doing that this week. They put 150 muskies out and they do this every year. Who did it? Uh, Ron and uh, whoever. Oh, Ron. Oh, did. A bunch of guys, yeah. Technicians? A bunch of guys, Are yeah. Technicians? Well, there were different people. Yeah, yeah, different people. And uh, I, I think Muskies Inc. might have been out there doing it okay. with them. And uh, so the thing is, is that uh, when you when you fish in the Three Charlies tournament, muskie tournament, you're also helping to keep muskies in the lake from plant, you know, through planting of the muskies that they raise, you know, raise some money for that. You know. So what is the date of the? Well, Ron's going to have to call us and tell us. It's about a month from now. It's in October, so he'll call us later on and tell us. Yeah. I think Muskies Inc. has a tournament <clears throat> going this month as well. Yeah, probably. I think it might be this weekend. Oh, is that right? Well, we'll find out. Maybe somebody will call us at... 1250 Anybody yep. wants to give us a call, maybe one of the technicians at yep. Smokey's Musky Shop Bar and Casino can yep. give us a call. Okay, and uh, 799-1250 is the phone number. You can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And right now we're going to go to a break, but we need a caller to play Hornschwaggle. Danny's got some nice prizes to send out to you. You can be a lucky wiener of a prize, of a deluxe prize package from Baitmate Fish Attractant Coleman Insect Repellents. Yep, and all you got to do is answer two out of three questions correctly that Danny's going to give you, and you will be the lucky winner. So give us a call now. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, uh, Don't touch me. Hey, Ray. Hey, sugar, tell them who we are. Well, we're big rock singers. We got golden fingers, and we're loved everywhere we go. That sounds like us. We sing about beauty, and we sing about truth at $10,000 a show. Right. We take all kind of pills to give us all kind of thrills, but the thrill we've never known. It's the thrill that'll get you when you get your picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Wanna see my picture on the cover? I got the words there for a second. Copies from my mother. Yeah. Wanna see my smiling face on the cover of the Rolling Stone. Okay, folks, we need a contestant. For the Hornschwaggle, 414-799-1250. 799-1250 to win a nice prize package. Just answer two out of three questions correctly that Danny's going to give you. And uh, you will be a big winner. You, we are coming to you live from the Baitmate Fish Attractant Studios. So we'll just wait for a phone call before we play Hornschwaggle, right? <laughs> And it's easy to win. Actually, it's kind of easy. Yes, well, not, the you, you can't make it too easy. If you have easy. any knowledge of the great outdoors. Yeah. See, you can't make it too easy. Wisconsin. Otherwise, it, you, know, you know, my wife watches what? Oh, yeah. My wife watches this show every now and then. Uh, well, I'm not even going to mention the name. But the, the person has, they, they play games, right? And the person who wins gets, let's say, a TV. But then all of a sudden she gives the loser a TV, too, and everybody else a TV in the audience. It's like, well, what the hell did you even play the game for? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, why bother? 
Where where do I go to get one of these TVs? I don't Tom? know who. I don't know who do you got on the line there. We have Brian from Milwaukee. Brian from Milwaukee. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Okay, Brian. You know how the game works? Yeah, I forget which one is the lie. The hornswoggle. The yes. hornswoggle is the lie. Right? Yes. So if I'm lying, hornswoggle. If I'm not lying, just say no hornswoggle. Okay. Okay. And if you have to think about it a little bit before you respond, <laughs> which one, that's okay, too. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. <clears throat> From the world of hunting, which I love to do. Uh, bird hunting, grouse, rough grouse season is open now in Wisconsin. And the ideal shot size for grouse hunting is either 1, 2, or BB. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Uh, that would be a no hornswoggle. Oh. That would be a that is a horn schwago. BB one two is for geese, but for grouse you want like seven and a half. That'd be way too big. Okay, but here we go. Uh, Wisconsin is one of the states that now allows blaze pink for hunting. Horn schwago or no horn schwago. That would be a horn schwago. Oh, that was a no horn schwago. We just passed that. Yeah, they just year. started using that. Yeah, yeah. one of three. Oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah, well, you went down swinging. Yeah. Well, try it next week, Brian, all right? Next week. Thank you. All yeah, right, thanks. Care. Bye now. Yeah, Bla I thought that was an easy one, the blaze pink. I, yeah. I, I thought the BB one or two yeah, shot I, I was thought that was. Yeah, that was. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Unless you're hunting rough grouse that are the size of Canadian geese. <laughs> or the size of extended, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> extended growth uh, grouse. Extended growth grouse. Grouse on steroids. That would be something. That'd be a rough, those, rough grouse. Those are, those are actually fun to hunt. I mean, sometimes they'll come up in a pack of them or a flock <laughs> of them. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> And it's like, what the hell? Which one do I shoot at? And you don't even get a shot. <laughs> I know. It's like they're all going different all ways. Fun. That's why they say you should all, you just don't shoot at a flock. Just pick one out, you know? Yeah, try to pick one out when you're gone in a second and a half. <laughs> you know? Well, as soon as you're done missing the first, just, swing and miss the next I, one. Well, usually when we would pop them up, they'd be in uh, woody areas, you know, the wooded areas. And right. so, like, you'd be shooting a tree. Well, the <laughs> thing know? is, from what I understand, um, uh, is for the grouse hunting, you're better off going with probably improved cylinder. Yeah, definitely. And I'm guessing seven and a half, eight shot. It's probably I, I, we were idea. using, well, we were using six or seven and a half. Yeah, either way. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. for later in the season, I yeah. think they say if if they're flushing further and you don't have the tree, the leaves yeah. on the tree, yeah. then maybe a six yeah. shot, if, yeah. you know, maybe for w later season. Yeah. Early season, I guess you got to shoot right through those leaves. Oh, and God, shoot, yes! It, and shoot for the best. And you know, and, and I'll tell you, there were the a number of times that I would get okay yeah, too. Yeah, uh, there are a number of times it it, it would like startle you because you just be going along, especially if you don't hey, have a dog. You know what? Hey, and it's if like, I'm, oh, geez. You know what? If that startle helps me get the gun to my shoulder, <laughs> I've just picked up some speed on yeah. my shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, to tell you the truth, of, of the grouse hunting I used to do, I never actually aimed at a bird. I just kind of, like, shot in the area where they were going. Well, you got to kind of <laughs> keep going. But, yeah. Because they disappear oh, quick. They, so, so you got to kind of yeah. swing and just keep going yeah. along their path. Yeah. Go 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 along that perceived <laughs> exactly. type. Exactly. 
flight path yeah, and pull the trigger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, because well, they're never, they're so you quick. Know, I've never shot grouse, but I did mm-hmm. I've shot a couple of woodcock before. Yeah, I I did get one of those one time. Those are quick too. They are super quick. Oh man, they're one fast. One time as a kid I got so startled, I was bunny rabbit hunting and a woodcock went up and I did something which was really dumb. I was young. I'll blame it on youth. And I shot from the hip. Blame it on John. I shot from the hip. I shot from the hip and, of course, missed. And then I'm thinking, what am I doing? And in one motion, I pumped the shell out, raised it to the shoulder, and dropped it with the second shot. Mm. I was fast back then. Wow. That's good. That woodcock didn't get far, man. It was boom, boom. You know, one time uh, in this one area... I used to go where my one of my brothers used nice to live. Nice bragging about his car was used just bragging about what before. Oh, I'm talking about shooting, not car, John. <clears throat> I thought he had car in there someplace that picked up a hot car all the deer. Yeah. <laughs> one time. All the deer that he killed yeah. on, on the way to this show. On the way to the show. No, that was you, John. You hit a couple years ago. You You got one on the way to the show. I only did it once. Yeah, I know. Well, once is enough. <laughs> for the deer, it was. <laughs> for the well, deer, it was. Yeah. No, one time I was, my, my one of my brothers <clears throat> used to live out in an area where there was farmland, you know, and you could hunt. We had permission to hunt. And it was a, a you know, the there was a tree line, then there was an opening, and then you had the, the corn line, okay? And I'd be going along looking for bunnies or pheasants or, you know, whatever. Right. And it would come to an end and then go off on an a- angle. Well, I'm going along, and in front of me, it, you know, probably, I don't know, 30, 40 yards away, out of one of the tall trees, one of those uh, great horned owls hey. jumps out of the tree. I mean, and it took a while. I mean, it starts flapping its wings. That thing was huge. I couldn't believe it. And it took a while for it to, you know, actually take flight. It must have got, like, within 12 feet of the ground before it actually started going up then. I had never seen one in real life before, and that was, and this is a long time ago, and I've never seen one since, to tell you the truth. I could not believe the size of those things. I mean, they're huge. They really are. And and it's startling when they, I thought it was going to come at me. <laughs> you, know? you didn't blast okay, you it. No, God, okay. no, I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't no. If you're out hunting, you see some of the coolest things in nature. You know, you just see that cool things. That reminds me when we come back, there okay. are some things I wanted to talk about that very topic today. All right. Our minds must be simpatico right now. No, why don't you write it down so we remember it? Yeah. You write it down, John. So <laughs> we remember I don't it. know what's to write. Yeah. All right, well, folks, we got to do the update with Greg. We are John, Tom, and Dan on the Cutting Edge Outdoors here on 105.7 FM, The Fan, and Sports Radio 1250 AM. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 